Hi everybody, welcome back to another episode of Beyond the Post. I'm your host Jordan Abdul, thought it'd be good to bring a little bit of inside information now that we're all in isolation and try and keep the podcast going so you can all stay in touch with me and a couple of the other players. So without further ado, I'll introduce my co-host Trent. Jordan. Hi mate. I'm good, mate. I'm good. Look at this miracle of technology. Uh-huh. We're able to keep doing the podcast, even though we're socially distanced from each other. That's not necessarily a bad thing, though, is it really? <laughs> mate, well, what it, how's it been? How's it been for you these last few weeks, not being at training? Yeah, it's it's been pretty boring, to be honest. Um, I actually found myself doing house jobs now, which is something that I'm not used to doing. So that's been pretty tough to get my head round and... Obviously, not being able to train and be around the boys, that's been pretty tough, but it's just the way it is at the minute. And we have to accept the rules that have been put in place and, yeah, just do make the most of it as we can. So, you're trying to say that you, you miss those con sessions? Is that what you, I can tell, Coops? You miss nah, I'd maybe just miss like kicking a ball and having <laughs> oh, you know, okay. a laugh with the ball. I miss the table tennis. I definitely don't miss the fitness. Nice. Oh. Well, yeah. So, for those listening, we're um, we're doing this through the uh, through the web. We're all uh, in different places, which is unfortunately what the circumstances are now. Um, but that doesn't necessarily mean all the training and all the um, the contact with all the coaches and all that stops. Isn't that right, Jordan? You uh, still in contact with all the boys and all the uh, coaches and things like that? Yeah, I've, I've not really speaking to the coaches that much. Uh, I don't really need to. <laughs> especially now that I'm not worried about not playing because there's no games so but with the boys you know we're in a whatsapp group and we keep making sure that we're all okay and if anyone's got any problems just letting each other know that we're there for each other and yeah like it's, it's a sticky situation you know we're used to seeing each other like four or five times a week and then now it now we're not being able to see anybody it's tough you know your teammates are like your family and it's like in your family all week it, it's tough but it's just the way it is and yeah, we're all supporting each other and I'm sure that we're all looking forward to being back together. Yeah. Are you in uh, some sort of routine still? Or what's a, what's a day like in quarantine for you in the outdoor? <laughs> um, wake up, uh, put Peppa Pig on, make breakfast, watch Peppa Pig a little no, bit more. No change there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's just for me though. That, that's <laughs> not for Lincoln. That's just me that. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, and then if the sun's out, I'll get into the garden and try and bronze my skin up a little bit without burning. Beautiful. Maybe pull a couple of weeds out. The other day, I ended up running into my bush so that that came down because it was starting to lean on the washing line, which was quite fun. Got yeah. a couple of war wounds from did you just, that. Did you just say you ran into your bush? Yeah, well, I was trying to replicate a bit of contact in a game, so I uh, thought the best yeah. way to do it was just to run into a bush. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then the bush the bush ended up beating me because I ended up rolling straight out of it and I cut myself. So even even when I'm not playing, I'm still picking up injuries. Which I think is we, not might, we might need to um, to bring Owen Livesley into this and just uh, get some pointers on how you can take that bush down. <laughs> I think I do. I think that's what it is. A couple of weeks with no wrestler, I get my technique. Yeah. Nice, nice. Well, you're still um, keeping yourself fit then, I, I assume. You, yeah, well, um, giving you some workouts and all that stuff you need to be doing, or yeah, Coops, our conditioner is sent some programs over. You know, a couple of running sessions. Um, I was lucky enough to get a watt bike 
delivered by Bonesy straight to my front door. So I've been using that every opportunity I can uh, in between Lincoln having sleeps and stuff. So, yeah, I'm doing my best to stay in shape and I'm trying to come back a little bit lighter than what I was to begin with rather than it going to take a couple of weeks to get back to that fitness. I'm trying to get myself more physically ready so that if and when we're back playing, I'm going to be ready straight away. Yeah, exactly. That's that's the challenge, isn't it? To not knowing when that's going to happen, you just need to keep yourself um, sort of primed for all that. Um, I mean, we've seen some other, you know, um, some other activities, some other players are doing to keep themselves busy. Obviously, a lot of guys on TikTok and uh, <laughs> posting all the funny stuff. I tell you what I have noticed, though, and I think this is quite flattering for us, is there's a few podcasts that are uh, starting to poke their heads out from different teams. Have you noticed that? Yeah, I've seen the, the Leeds one, the dog cast. I thought, thought that was pretty good. Um, I think I think uh, teams are just buying into the idea of keeping in touch with the fans and the community. And like I said in the first episode, I've done it so that people stay connected. It isn't just about the 80 minutes at the end of the week. It's about what goes on the ins and outs of every day. And yeah, I think a lot of teams are going to get on board with that. And I, th- I think it's a good idea for teams to do it. So we're not we're not claiming that they've uh, they've had a listen to your work and tried to mimic it. Oh, must, <laughs> that must have been it. Hundred percent must have been it. But I don't want to sound like they've copied us. I think they've just admired the idea. Yes. Okay. Admired it. <laughs> well, uh, I mean, like you said, we want to try and keep everyone up to date with the happenings of what's going on in the club whilst we're we're not there. Uh, we've got Craig Franklin coming on in a bit. He's going to give us a bit of an update. Uh, I think one thing that that I've noticed too if you, is that KRTV. I, I understand it's uh, it's going to a free mode at the moment. Um, no. Have you had a have you had a look at any of the uh, the old uh, games they're starting to put up? I've been. I've looked at a couple of um, obviously the games that I've played in this year. I had a look at of just a couple of the interviews and stuff. But yeah. to be honest, I've been that busy. I haven't really been on it. But I think as as the weeks keep dragging on, I'm gonna be watching it more and more just to try and keep myself in the rugby mode and it's definitely a good gesture by the club to keep the fans in contact with the sport you know we all miss it and it don't look like it's going to change anytime soon so yeah I definitely recommend all you fans watching it and staying in contact with the sport the uh the, the documentary they're starting to release now the first episode came out the other day uh, from the ground up, just um, documenting the creation of the academy setup that we are running with this year. I think recommend highly recommend that to anyone that uh, has some time to to watch. But no, like you said, we we've, I think it's a good initiative, and uh, there's plenty of content in there to keep you uh, to get your rovers fixed whilst there's no games on. Um, but I think in that on that note, let's uh, let's have a chat to to F- Craig Franklin uh, to see from a club's perspective perspective what's going on we're joined here by craig franklin the head of marketing at hulk AR. thanks for coming on craig thanks for having me i've been enjoying the podcast it's been um, it's a good way of keeping in touch with fans and stuff isn't it in this weird time so uh, i think you're doing a great job no oh, thank you uh, we're just trying to do our best for the community as i mentioned a couple of weeks ago when we decided to set it up uh what what have you been doing in self-isolation then uh, is this going out after the watershed? Or, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, like everybody, just um, staying at home, trying to do my bit, 
um, going out as little as possible to do shopping, doing a couple of errands for some um, all the people that I know and dropping a bit of stuff off on their doorstep. But um, from a club perspective, just um, just trying to get clarity and, and find a way for us to move forward, really. Um, obviously, Neil and Mike are leading on that uh, massively. Um, and really, I guess my role in all of this is to keep some money coming in if we can via retail and lottery and other bits, um, but also just play our role as a community club and keeping fans engaged and entertained as best we can. So um, doing our best to head into the the TV ar- archive and dig out some, um, <laughs> <laughs> some <laughs> um, and yeah, just, just provide as much content as we can for fans to keep them amused and hopefully um, keep them entertained a little bit. Yeah, it's one of them situations, and it you just you don't expect it to ever happen. And as a club, we just have to try and find a way to keep everybody interested. And like me and Trent was mentioning earlier keep people having that fix on rugby league you know I'm, I'm bored now like not playing not training so for the fans who pay good money to come watch us it's it's all about keeping them interacted with us and making sure they're not missing out yeah exactly and when this is all over we hope we're going to be as desperate as we are to get back to whole college craven park and and see some rugby and if we can keep them engaged and interacting with us during this downtime hopefully they're uh you know, they're more likely to be excited to be back as we're going to yeah. be. So that's the main thing. Craig, you've, uh, you've, you're still in contact with um, the fans. They're still quite vocal, even in the times where there's there's no games. Um, still supportive, even through this, this time? Yeah, really. Um, and I, I'm not sure they'll ever really know just what that support can mean to people at the club and you know yourselves included and, and the players um we had a really really tough staff meeting um where it was kind of like laid out on the table how difficult this is going to be for the club um and i think people were you know left that feeling quite emotional and uh, maybe a little little bit down and then an email dropped in that night from a supporter um i think we shared it on social media and it just meant everything it meant everything to the people in the ticket office it meant everything to me uh, personally and it's just those kind of messages that you do get and there's those comments where you hear people saying well you know i'm, I'm going to keep my membership rolling or i've just i've just joined the lottery or just bought an extra shirt or what, whatever like they mean the absolute world at times like this so um people shouldn't underestimate how much those messages do mean um, and you know I'm, I'm sure I'm not the only one that, that reads them all It's tough isn't it like like you said it's the, it's the support of the fans and us as a community that gets people through these tough situations and while we're not playing I think all the little things that the marketing and the media are doing just to keep fans involved it it's good from a player's point of view to see that to see that the fans are still buying into everything, you know, still engaged, especially now that I'm not out representing my club in the way that I want to. So everybody has to sort of come up with a plan B and I think you guys are doing a great job at still representing the club in a good way. Oh, thank you. Appreciate that. It'd be interesting to flip the question, actually, and I know you guys are kind of doing stuff off your own back at home, um, but to see 
that they're still there and they're still vocal, albeit in a digital format. Does that does that kind of push you when you're doing your personal training plans and stuff like that? Yeah, hundred percent. You know, um, we need to be ready to play, and we need to be in the best physical shape and the best mental state that we can be to to be able to have good performances as soon as required. Um, obviously, we don't know when that is at the minute, but I think we owe it to the fans and each other, the staff that are putting in all the hard work behind the scenes, the stuff that many people don't see, that the least we can do is do our job, you know, stay in shape, do the right things away from training and, yeah, be ready to go and represent the badge and represent each other in a good way. Mm, absolutely, yeah. For those who um who who haven't, I highly recommend the uh, the video of your chat with uh, with Neil the other day. How is uh, how's Neil holding up through this time? Yeah, he's he's got a lot on his plate, hasn't he? He's um, he's obviously got his own family and friends to worry about, but he's got various other businesses, and there's probably not a business in his portfolio that isn't impacted by this. So, um, and he was really honest about that, and I'm. I'm glad that he was, but but he addressed that um, clearly his businesses are being compromised at the minute and that may impact his ability to support the club to the same level that he, he has historically in terms of you know the financial contribution he makes. Um, and I, I thought it was a good interview as well. I know there's some issues with the audio. It's a little bit quiet, but... Um, I think it's as he always is. It's it's important that he's honest with people um, because then people know what the situation is and they know what we're dealing with. There's no point in him pretending everything is is yeah. is going to be all right and it's all fine because that's not the situation and you know nobody knows how this is going to end. Um, so all uh, we can do as a club and what he's doing is just have a positive attitude about it and and work hard to kind of find solutions and find a way through it, which. Um, doing um i was on my morning walk um earlier and bumped into him obviously by accident but from a safe distance so <laughs> safe distance yes yeah i try i always try and keep a safe difference uh, distance from neil to be fair but uh, <laughs> <laughs> in these these times um but yeah he seems to be in good spirits um he's speaking every day almost is almost a daily conference call now with Super League and the other 11 clubs um, so there's clearly a lot of communication flowing around what's going to happen um, I know there's there's a separate fixtures working group being set up which is a club the club's a part of um, in terms of how this might play out for the rest of the year and, and when the season might start again and when it might finish again um, clearly there's a lot of pieces to that jigsaw and two of the big pieces are that next year there's a world a world cup in this country which you know this 2021 season needs to be finished so that can take um yeah. take part as planned and, and the other part which probably hasn't been discussed that much or thought about publicly is um player contracts expire on november 30th so if the season isn't concluded by then for that yeah, happens, yeah. Yeah, we've got 18 on contracts for 2021. So the other, what that is, I don't know, 14 or so that, that there is. Um, what happens there? Like, like you say, like if we're still finishing the 2020 season, is there a league-wide solution where there's a, a month extension for those contracts or um, the people 
disappear and start playing for it. It's, it's such an absolute minefield. So I'm sure that that fixture working group will be doing everything they can to to get the season finished by I think, November. I think while we're talking about the contracts, obviously players um, players can talk to clubs when you're off contract at the start of May. We might not even be back playing by then, so it's so difficult for the people off contracts. I'm lucky that I'm still contracted past this season, but for those players, then 14 that you mentioned who were off contracts, it's a tough situation for them because they haven't really had the chance to showcase what they're about this season with it being cut short so early and the injuries that we've had and stuff like that. It's just it's a difficult spot for everybody, and it, it's hard for the club to renew people's contracts as well without seeing them play consistently and injury-free and stuff like that. So it's a tough one from the players' point of view as well. But like you touched on on Neil, he loves the club and I'm sure he'd do absolutely anything for the club and for us as players to keep us going and you know keep the club going well. And from a player's point of view, we, we admire Neil for everything that he does for the club and the support that he's still showing to us and stuff, it don't go unnoticed. So us as players are all thankful for that. Yeah, that's good. I'm sure I'll appreciate that as well because he's um, fundamentally he is a he is a fan, and deep down this will be hurting him. Um, yeah, you know nobody wants to see the, the club to you know struggling. Certainly, no one wants to see the club struggling when they're the one leading it. So um, yeah, no, and I think I think everything that he's put into the club, um, we owe it to him to stick together. And like I mentioned about us as players, just doing all the right things. I think it'd be a kick in the teeth to him for all the effort that he puts into us to disrespect the club in that way. And it takes us six weeks to get back playing at a good standard because we messed around in the time that we were supposed to be off trying to get better. So, mm. yeah, I'm sure we'll all pull together. We're, we're a good club and we're a good bunch of lads run by a good owner. We've got good staff around us. So, I'm positive. Mm. Yeah, I am. I, am. I mean, I, we said in, you know, in a team meeting we had that the club survived two world wars and uh, the flu epidemic just after World War One. Um, so, look, who knows what's going to happen? But I'm I'm confident that there's enough people that love the club that are going to help pull us through it. So I'm I'm not overly worried from from that perspective. Yeah, lovely. Thanks for that. thanks for coming on, Craig. Uh, thanks for the insight. That's um, it's really good to hear, and it's always good to to be sort of transparent with what everyone's doing behind the scenes and especially in troubled times. So thanks for coming on. And we, yeah, we might uh, catch up with you in a, in a few weeks and see how all that's progressing along when we can. Pleasure. Thank you very much. I look forward to listening to the rest of the episode. <laughs> yep. See you later, Craig. Thank you. Yeah. Cheers. Today's guest started his professional career in the NRL back in 2007 with the Parramatta Eels. Then in 2010, made the trip across the seas over to the UK, where he played with the Crusaders, Leeds, Cass, Salford, Winners, and now he's landed in our team at Hulkar. Ladies and gentlemen, well, Haraki. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> That's our sound effects. We don't have any. So, welcome. Um. <laughs> Uh, obviously, uh, ideally, we'd all be in the same studio doing this interview. But uh, as everyone can probably tell, you're uh, you sound you're like you're in a different place. You're coming live from your house. How's it all going through the lockdown? 
Yeah, bro, it's been um, been all right so far. With the, we've only had a week of um, homeschooling with the kids, so it hasn't been too bad at the moment. But we're not looking forward to the to the seven weeks, stint if it does go in that far. You teacher, are you? You're the teacher. Are you teaching? Yeah, yeah. English, science, whatever, bro. Whatever you want, sports. We go. Out, we go out and do. <laughs> you learn out, a little bit yourself. Yeah, we go out and do uh, PE probably every half an hour just to keep them focused. <laughs> yeah, good, good, good. Yeah, but no, it's good, bro. Trying to keep ourselves busy. Yeah, nice, yeah. nice. Well, um, we usually want to start the conversations by going back to what got you into um, into league itself, sort of your upbringing and all that sort of stuff. Um, what? Yeah, how old were you when you first picked up the ball? Uh, I started playing when I was five years old, bro, and um, just always like all any any other guy. You just want to be like your, your dad and and play the same sports as your dad, so. You always been around that rugby league scene all the time, and um, yeah, just from five years old, he he was our coach, and I pretty fell in love with the game straight away, eh? and then uh, went on from there. Yeah, clear. was it sort of a clear path going through the um, the ages and all that into your start at Power, or um, no? I, I pretty much I pretty much went to. Right up until probably eight, nine years old, and then had to had to do the switch over to rugby union, and um, I played rugby union from nine years old to probably fifteen, um, okay. because there was no rugby league teams in in my hometown at the time. So um, yeah, I done the switch over back over to rugby league when I was about fifteen, and um, had to travel about an hour and a half to get to training every day, and um, yeah, I pretty much uh, didn't, didn't turn back after that. So it was, yeah, it pretty much went on from then. Yeah, nice. And uh, and and then obviously making that debut, was that always a, a dream that growing up? Or is that a, a, an opportunity that, that just came that you couldn't turn down? Yeah, no, well, I, um, when, I, when I watched the Warriors game when I was, when I was a young fella and um, just always, always remembered... Um, like wanting to be like like one of them NRL players, so uh, that was my goal from from when I was fifteen onwards, and um, got the chance when Parramatta Eels brought a team over to New Zealand to uh, like an under seventeens team, and and they ended up playing our one or two under sixteens team, and um, I got scouted from one of the Parramatta Eels scouts, and uh, the year after that, pretty much went over to. Uh, Sydney had a had a trial and um, yeah got in straight away and uh, yeah went on from then, bro. Uh, so you moved at a young age from from home to play. That's yeah, no well, I, was, I was pretty much living by myself for the last two years anyway in my own like place with with the with the missus. So um, yeah, we were pretty much used to like staying by ourselves at, at that stage. And is that does that uh, prepare you for then the different teams that you play for? Obviously, it's not just the matter of just turning up to a different ground. That's also moving your family, moving different places as you as you change teams. Is that yeah? Well, yeah. Well, we um yeah like 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 I said, we we moved over like 
from home pretty early, so I think it got us pretty pretty much ready to move over to to the UK. After that, we're in we're in Sydney for a few years by just me and the missus. So um, yeah, we it was no different moving moving from here uh, from New Zealand or Sydney to UK. Makes it a lot easier, doesn't it? Having your missus with you to support you. I think obviously if she wasn't so willing to travel places, it might have had a bit of an impact on your career and things. So yeah, it, a lot of respect for her for being so open to doing all your challenges with you. Yeah, definitely, bro. She's um she was a uh, she was a gun and, and javelin at that that time too when I when I decided to move to Australia and. Um, she was killing it for for New Zealand um, like juniors athletes for for her javelin. So she pretty much dropped dropped everything um, just to move over to Australia with me. So I pretty much took her away from what 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 she was um, enjoying and um, yeah, away from her family. So she 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 took um, like plenty of um, plenty of things away that that um, I stopped her from doing. Yeah. Some sacrifices in it that bring yeah. people together in the end, though. Yeah, definitely, bro. Definitely. How would you? How would you say your biggest achievement in rugby league is? Would you say your debut back in two thousand and seven, or would you say now being a captain? Okay. Uh, probably one of my biggest achievements is uh, playing for the New Zealand Maldives. Yep. Um, that's probably. Uh, the the next best thing if I if I couldn't if I did make the the Kiwis that was my my next best thing I, I wanted to make them play for the New Zealand Maldives and, and represent me and my family and um, that 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 goal come true in uh, 2008 and um, mate I I loved it loved every minute and uh, looking back at that time I played with some some really good players as well and and against some good players we played. Cook Islands and um, yeah, it was was an awesome time. Yeah, yeah, good. Obviously now you're our captain, our leader, and how would you think that your responsibilities have changed? Um, obviously, I want I want with you last year, but I always remember playing against you. You was like the talisman of the of the team. You you were the one that tried to get the boys going and stuff. So it seems quite an easy transition to go from just the talisman to the captain how have you found it yourself yeah well I've always um I've always been like looked up to it from from like young the young boys and I've always like because I know what it was like being a young guy coming up and I've I've had some of the best leaders growing up too in teams like Nathan Nathan Kalis Nathan Hindmarsh like all those sort of players and JP I was in, in Leeds too JP and Danny Mags in it, and so there was this, there was a lot of leaders there that that knew how to be like captains as well, and you just you sort of learn off all their all their traits, and um, you just you just pretty much fly off them. And um, I've I've never never really like wanted the wanted the like the captaincy role. It's just I've always been there to look after the boys. If the boys needed a chat, I've, I've been there when they wanted to. Eh? But then. When you actually get given the given that captaincy role, it's it's another another thing where you have to lead by example on and off the field. So 
I think as with us having such a young squad as well, I think to have someone with your experience and your leadership, like you say, leading by example and stuff, it's only going to make the young boys look up to you even more and try and aspire to be a little bit more like you. Like you were saying, being under them leaders that you spoke about, it's going to have the same impact on the rest of the boys here. Yeah, yeah. Well, you, you always um, you always try and be the best, best you can around, around your, your teammates and... Um, you don't really want to be too negative or stuff like that because it can it can affect the way you uh, you sort of come across them on the field and off the field. So yeah, it is. Um, I, I pretty much try and be careful with all that sort of stuff. So it's it's been good so far. I haven't I've only I've only played one game with the boys this year. So <laughs> yeah, uh, but you won it. <laughs> hey, yeah, but we won there. So yeah. it must have been one, one from you. one boat. 100% at the moment. <laughs> I think um, probably one of the biggest tests for us as a club this year has been obviously what's gone on with Mossy and you made it clear that if anybody wanted to talk to you or just to vent off any emotions and stuff that you'd be the one on hand. How have you dealt with that, all that going on? Um, well, it's, it's been pretty easy for me, mate, because... Um, I just, I've always done it at all the other clubs I've been at. So I've always, not that I've, I've told the boys that I'm, I'm here if you need a chat. Everyone's just like come up to me naturally and, and had, a, had a word with me or talked about something they, they didn't feel comfortable talking to, to the coaches or stuff. So it's, um, it's been pretty, pretty natural at the moment. So um, I don't, I don't mind it and I'm coping with it at the moment pretty, pretty good and, um, yeah, hope, hopefully, if we do get back playing again, we can we can still fly on and and um, push the boys to um, further further achievements. I think that's the main thing, isn't it? We want season sort of stop stopped at a halt at the minute, but we had a good win in our last game, and we just need to make sure we're not too far off how we was in that game. As soon as we're back playing, we want to build our own momentum now and hopefully stay injury free and get a couple of wins and get up the table. Yeah, definitely, mate, definitely. Um, I think if we we keep that desire and um, that stuff that we've been doing like the rest of the year for each other, like every game, I think we won't be too far off um, like being in that top eight area. So we just need to keep yeah. going with that same attitude. Obviously, having the fans behind us as well when we're back playing, that always helps us, doesn't it? Yeah, definitely, bro. That, that, that massive... Um, if they're, if they're if they're not behind you, I mean, they just they're, it's not it's not the best place. So yeah you, it, yeah. And, yeah, you need to try and keep them keep them as positive as possible, and just just letting them know that you're going to give 110 percent every game, mate. That's yeah. all they want. Yeah, then that's the key thing, isn't it? They'll support us right to the end. So the least we yeah. can do, is give our all. Yeah, and yeah. I feel like we've done that this year, even though some of the results haven't gone our way. So. Hopefully the boys yeah, keep playing. Yeah, mate. Knowing, uh, knowing you as a trainer, mate, you must be uh, you must have some restless feet now that you're in quarantine. You're keeping yourself in good nick for uh, for when we get back in, and, and how's that all going? Yeah, mate. Um, doing trying to do a run every every second day. So, and then in between that, I do some off feet stuff on the on the ski erg and, and do a bit of weights and stuff. So, um, I'm I'm keeping as busy as I can and. 
I know I'd only only come back and played one game, but uh, I think I think it does help me a little bit having this little bit more um, training under my belt before I do come back as well because um, I think uh, like I I like did go up a little bit too fast at the time when I did come back, but it was I was fine with it, mate. So um, no, I'm just looking looking forward to getting back out there. Is that uh, is that something you pride yourself on too? Um, you know, having such a, a big career thus far and still going ahead, is it? Do you put it down to your training re- regime, or do you put it down to your nutrition? How do you how do you look after yourself? Um, yeah, no, just my training. I've always I've always enjoyed training, and any any sort of training I do, I, I try and give 110 percent, and I always because the older I am, you you, you find that. Um, you're, you're a bit more smarter the way you train as well too so you, you look after your body quite a bit uh, a bit more and you're doing all those all those things that uh, help your body go for longer and, and last for longer so it's, uh, it's helped me in the long run we're in, a, we're in a unique position in that we've got so many sort of players under a certain age is that Something that you sort of impart wisdom onto them, or especially with these younger lads, do you do you like to sort of put your shoulder around them and help direct them in certain ways on and off the field? Yeah, no, no, it's always it's always good for me to it like also test me too because the the boys are younger and probably probably a lot fitter, so it makes me makes me stick with them and like on the on the field when we do when we are training, um, it it um it tests me as well, but. Um, when the when the things I can help them with um, comes into it, I, I try and do my best as much as possible. Is that the same, Abbo? Is that uh, you know seeing Big Willow there training hard next year? Does that motivate you, or is that uh, sort of give yeah, hundred percent? Especially when we're doing the the tough sessions, you know, everyone's suffering inside. But yeah, when you see some of the older boys getting through it and not complaining I think as a young lad you, you're in no position to start complaining yourself so it's quite inspiring to see them older boys still leading at the front and us lot just going with them and it's the same on the field you know well as well as always good to come up with them moments in games where the momentum changes and that gets us young boys firing again and use our energy to get through it yeah I'm just like I wanted to I want I can't wait to get back and get back out on the field and I'm hoping that that's not going to be my last game for, for OKR <laughs> and um, yeah bro, I'm just I'm really keen to get back out there and um, push the boys higher that higher than what we were last year All right, well, Iraq is here with us uh, on the podcast today. Uh, we're going to try something a little bit different. Normally, we uh, we like to play games with the, the guests that come on, see if they can uh, beat Jordan on his own podcast. He get, does get quite competitive, old Jordan over there. He's yet to lose. He's yet to lose. So we're going to, we're going to change up a little bit from uh, quick draw. We're going to play a game called the Age Game. Pretty self-explanatory. Uh, we're going to give you some prominent KR of um, personalities, both teammates and staff and, and legends. Uh, and what we're going to do is, simple as that, I'm going to get you guys to try and guess their age. Okay, it's closest without going over. We'll do best of five. Uh, and in the case of you guys doing the same answer, we'll, uh, we'll work out that one. Okay? 
Alright, let's see if this works here. Okay, so first uh, first person we're gonna get the age of so Ben Crooks. Crooksy. Teammate Ben Crooksy. Here we go. Have a think. Closest without going over. I think Weller knows this. We'll put some, <laughs> I put some thinking music in the background while this happens. Oh, I think I know this. <laughs> we'll Alright, and we've got numbers in. Weller, start us off here. Show us the uh, show us the reveal the the age oh. written down here for Mr. Crooks. Oh, yeah. I might have to write it. 26. Oh, 26. All right, Jordan, let's have a go. I think it looks old. I've gone 28. 28. Yeah, well, that's 15. what I always I always make fun of him because he he's um he always says his real age and I go surely not. <laughs> he looks hey, well, I'll give you uh I'll let you know one of you smack on correct. 15th of June, 1993, Weller. He's 26 years old. Good pick. Yeah. That's 1-0. Uh, <laughs> he's had a tough life, old Crooksy. <laughs> <laughs> right. Jordan, are you a bit nervous now? Nah. It's a, it's a new game, isn't it? I'm just learning it, that's all. Don't worry. Nah, that's, good. that's good. And this is sure, sure to get some, uh, some rough ruffles and feathers. All right, number two. Best of five, first of three. This one will be an interesting one. Closest without going over. It's the big way himself. Ah. Can we get it? <laughs> I've got an idea, but I don't. Smitty's not going to see this, is he? No, nah, he doesn't use social media. You know? he, he won't be able to, he won't have to use this. Uh, I'm going to go. <laughs> mm. Right down. Mm. I feel like I've gone too high here. Alright. Hold on, hold on. Just thinking about it. Oh, I've crossed it out. I feel like he's been around a bit, hasn't he? Yeah. Uh, Where's? I'm, I'm going to go. Go down. Yeah, Let's do the reveal at the same time, I think, this time, really. Let's get both both up there. Three, two, Ooh. one. 56. Oh, <laughs> oh, no points for both of you. You're both over. 53 for Tony. <laughs> <laughs> 1967. No, Must be because I've just, I've just seen him with a beard, with a beard so... <laughs> <laughs> oh, so well, so that's, like, that's that's zero. So still one nil to uh, one nil to well. Don't worry. Okay. There we go. Okay. Coming in number question three. Close to start going over. It's the new boy. Brian Broly. So, oh. Who we got? Who we got? I feel like I need thinking uh, going on in the background here. I think I know this, but I, I don't. Oh. <laughs> yeah. We're in. Oh. 29. 20, 27. 1992. He's 28. Let's see. Weller. It's him. Going too high, Jordan. Oh. He looks bad. He looks oh, bad. yes. <laughs> hey? I wrote 28 as well and I changed it to him. God. You are. I don't want to uh, alarm you. Thing, I don't want to alarm you, Jordan. Uh, 2-0. 2-0 to, to Weller. He gets his next one. He wins the game. 
Yep. You need this one to stay alive. You have to, you have to get a, a <laughs> correct one here. This might be your Achilles it's heel. It's tough. It's tough. People look worse. Is it and, this one, and this is another one. Just just try because okay. you're going too high, Jordan. You've got to just, just bring it back a little bit, I think. Okay? Yeah. All right. Question number four for the Windweller. Stay alive, Jordan. Danny Maguire. Legend. Oh. <laughs> he knows this. This is what he'll know. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. <laughs> ah. mm. Yeah. I don't know. Are we in? Have we got the results in? Right, Jordan, let's show you Shores first. Let's have a look. 37. Well, they cancel each other out, but you were both right. 37. 1982, baby. Well done. Yeah. Okay. I knew he was um, a couple of years older than me, so. Okay. So moving on. Still 2 0 there. Jordan, you need to, still need to get this one. This one could win it for you, Weller. Number five now. Okay. One of the new boys. Oh. Ah, yep. Ah, yep. You might have me there, George. I know this He's one, mate. He's in. Yeah. Yeah, I know this one, yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, I know the young boys. He's just had his birthday, too, eh? Yep. <laughs> uh, I know which birthday it was as well. Oh, man. Hold on. I reckon, nah, that's too hard. Oh, he's hesitating. <laughs> he's hesitating. <laughs> well, I've never seen you more confident, John, so let's hopefully. I, I should know this one. <laughs> yeah, shall I go? Ready, let's go. Let's reveal. 24. 24, smack bang on it. That's you, Jordan. He's got a point. Same age as me. Love My it. age group. Nah, that was a. That was was a, there was a four there I put down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. Okay. All right. Let's keep going. Still 2 1. You can, you, you're keeping him in the game here, brother. You just, just yeah, finish no, it. Bro. Finish oh, it off here. Finish it off here. Put some more old boys in. Speaking of. Speaking of. The next one. Oh, ah. Dave Nice. Dave, watch it. How old is Dave? What's he? He's look. He's he knows it, no. Nah. He's got a good poker face, that's for sure. Um, it's a tough one, that. Yeah, it is. I don't know how old he was when he stopped playing. Been a coach for a while as well, haven't you? Are we in? Have we got, have we got numbers in? Are you ready to go? Let's reveal. Yeah. Here we go. 42. <laughs> 42? 32. 32 and You played it safe there, haven't you? <laughs> 42? He's not 40. Yeah. He's, oh, eh? yeah. I, thought he's he's around my, I thought he was around my age. Nah. Well, one of you's paid him a massive compliment. The other one smacked him in the face there. <laughs> <laughs> well, he got off it, on that point then. But, yeah, oh, we've got a winner. You played it safe. Yeah. You played it safe. 
38. He must be 40. 38. He must be 40. No, he's definitely 40. Well, at least. It's a victory. Oh, that's all over. Bring back the point. Oh, yeah, you're only good. That's alright. You'll, you'll have plenty of time to get back at the next gear run, don't worry. Just just maybe practice your mate's birthday, so I think. I think you played into well as hands, though. You mate, you're Oh, well. Mate, well, I thank you very much for coming on the uh, the podcast. It's uh, always fun having um, one of the leadership boys in, especially someone with, um, with a, a nice rugby history. So thanks for taking the time out for us. Uh, you, boys. Yep. See you later, bro. We'll see you at training soon. See you see later, later man. Yep. So that's the end of the episode, guys. Um, thanks for listening and thanks for your continued support. Um, especially in these tough times, you know, we're gonna we're gonna try and do this more and more. Uh, Trent's got a bit more information on that, and yeah, thanks again and keep listening and. Keep commenting. Yeah, you're right. It's, um, now that we've got this all up and running, we, we know the systems now. Hopefully, we'll try and deliver a few more episodes for you guys. Uh, but we'd also like you guys to be involved. Um, if we can get you to, to leave some comments on these posts um, or even ask questions that you'd like us to answer, we'll, we'll try and deliver them for you. And, and also some ideas of some guests you'd like on. Um, obviously, this is a show built for you and hopefully by you as well. So. Uh, but in the meantime, stay indoors, stay safe. Look after each other and hopefully we'll see you all back in the stands soon and get to see me actually playing rugby rather than just talking on this podcast all the time. Look forward to seeing you all again. <laughs> <laughs>